Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Seventy-seven WABC listeners, join us on October the twentieth at seventy-seven WABC and Ramsey Mazda back to blue with special programming. All do we do this every year, all day, I should say. We uh, thank police officers everywhere, and we thank you for your honor and dedication as you protect and serve all of us. Download the seventy-seven WABC app. Listen all day coming up Friday, October the twentieth. It's this year's annual Back the Blue. This is Hispanic Heritage Day here on WABC, and we're celebrating Hispanics all day. We've had some great guys today, including my former producer, four-time Emmy Award winner, Victor Bermudez, and Geraldo Rivera. Got A-Rod coming up next. My next guest is a very impressive young man, the very first ever Latino police commissioner. He and I become uh, very friendly, and I'm very proud of him. He is New York Police Commissioner Eddie Caban. Eddie, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. How are you? I'm well. Uh, thank you for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. You know, it's funny. I just mentioned A-Rod is coming up next. And a little birdie told me that, you know, back in the late 1990s, you were assigned to Yankee Stadium when Joe Torre won those four World Series. Isn't that right? Yes, I was. Probably the best times of my career, Sid. Even uh, as police commissioner, you would admit that winning those World Series with the Yanks was the best time, right? Absolutely. You know, and... You know, we look at the Yankees and the dynasty, so many years of winning. And the same could be true for New Yorkers. Like, New Yorkers expect a winning formula, and they expect the same thing from their police department. And we're here to deliver, Sid. Well, talk to me about this. I mean, your father, of course, he was a retired uh, first-grade detective. He fought for equality, for representation. Your father was a, a great man, Eddie. And here you are, 32 years, street cop, like we just talked about at Yankee Stadium, and now you're the chief, you're the man, the commissioner in charge. What does it mean to be the first one as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Day? It's extremely important to me. I'm very proud to look at my career, 32 years. In my wildest dreams, I never thought I'd go from being a beat cop to the top cop. And you have to acknowledge that I'm only here because of those who paved the way before me. Like my father, who was a trailblazer in my eyes. He mentioned he was a retired first-grade detective. He actually fought for equality. He wanted to make sure there was representation in the police department for Hispanics. And now you look at the fruits of his labor, and here I am today. There are over 14,000 Hispanic members of the NYPD. Wow. Many of them are top leadership roles. So altogether, you know, we're writing the next chapter of the NYPD. And your family is from Puerto Rico. Is that right, Eddie? Yes, that's correct. I was talking to Geraldo an hour ago, he, and he's Puerto Rican, too. He's like, oh, I'm so happy your friends with Eddie. He's another proud Puerto Rican. So uh, Geraldo uh, did mention you about an hour ago. But, look, you know, you were given the, the very daunting task of trying to improve crime. I, I did love Keyshawn Sewell. I loved her. I did. But I was very happy you got the game because, as you know, I'm a big fan of yours personally and professionally. I think you're the right man for the job. And I know the new crime numbers are coming out. I believe they're coming out today. They're not even public yet. And they seem to look pretty good. Isn't that true, Eddie? Yeah, so if you look back to January 2022, 
when Mayor Adams' administration took office. Crime was up, rampant in New York City. Now, 20 months later, our department's taking over 5,000 illegal guns off this street. This year alone, since January 2022, we've taken over 12,000 illegal guns off our street. And since the beginning of the summer, we continue to drive down violence, drive down crime. And as you mentioned, this week, we're giving out our crime numbers for the week. And I'll be the first to tell you, Sid, we're down 23% in murders, down over 30% in shooting incidents. For the whole summer, we have over 1,000 fewer index crimes compared to last year. And that's real progress. And, you know, since we're on the air, I'd just like to give a shout-out to the men and women of the NYPD who do such an amazing job. I want to thank them for that. No, I love you guys, too. I do. And, you know, look, you guys come under a lot of fire. I know uh, Eric was on this show the mayor last Thursday. We had a pretty intense 30-minute conversation. And then we had the rain the next day, and they blamed you, and they blamed Eric because you didn't act fast enough and you didn't close the schools fast enough. And, you know, look, I, I do believe, Eddie, certain times – Criticism is warranted. It's okay. That's part of your job. You know that. But every now and then, people get really carried away. I know you know that already. You've only been in that job for about two months, but you've already witnessed it, right? People people come at you very, very quickly. Sometimes it's just not fair. You know, but I can sit here and tell you Sid, that, like I mentioned, the men and women are doing a great job. And we don't do anything alone. We do it with our partners, our federal, state, city partners. And that's collectively. I think, you know, you look at how we've transformed New York City. And we're not taking a victory lap by any means. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But I do believe we're headed in the right direction. Well, I know the perception, uh, Commissioner Eddie Caban here uh, on Hispanic uh, Heritage Day, the perception is that the subways are a mess. They're as bad as ever. Uh, you can't take the train. Now, look, I, I take the train every day. I do see some unsavory things, Eddie. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. I see some guys masturbating. I see, you know, crazy people talking to themselves. But I take two trains every day to go to the ferry, every day, and I've never had any violent uh, altercations, never. I know millions and millions of people take the train every day, and most days there's reported maybe four or five crimes. So do you think there's a major difference between perception and reality when it comes to transit crimes? Yes, and, you know, we all hear stories. You know, we all see the viral videos, and it's, it is. It's unacceptable. The perception is that people do not feel safe. Meanwhile, we know that we have barely five crimes reported a day across our transit system, everywhere from Bay Ridge to Baychester. You know, but in people's eyes, perception matters, and that makes an impact in people's lives. New York City Police Department, we've put over 1,000 additional cops in our transit system, not only to, for people to be safe, but to make them feel safe. And that's our cops at our turnstiles, our exits, our platforms, in our trains. And they're not there just to greet trap hangers. They're there to work, making arrests, enforcing the law. As of this morning, said, crime in our transit system is down 12% for the month of September. And, you know, like I said, once again, by means, by no means are we done. Right. You're not taking a victory lap just yet. But, uh, you know, we are seeing the progress. That's what you're talking about right here this morning. I would ask you this. The numbers of cops, Eddie, that's always a conversation I have with people. The Again, this may be perception. I don't think it is. I think it's reality that it's tough to recruit cops these days. I know you're making 55000 you got a raise, but still not nearly enough money. There's no qualified immunity. People are still not nice to the cops. Politicians, quite frankly, are not nice to the cops. 
So it's difficult to to get people to be cops in New York City. Is there truth to that or, or not really? Do you find a lot more folks are, are coming down for that? You know, I think a lot of people realize in the profession of policing, they've experienced a great deal over the last three years. You know, there was a lot of, like you mentioned, scrutiny, criticism. And that pressure can take its toll on people, Sid. You know, for some people, it's just too much. Yeah. And I understand that. But, you know, I think, the, uh, fortunately for us, the vast majority of our officers, they stay the course. You know, right now, you look, they have a mayor who supports them. I support them. Our executive staff supports them. And let me tell you, when I go across this neighborhood every single day in New York City, they tell me they want the police. And they want more police. So they're doing an ex- exceptional job, and I thank them for that. No, they are. There's no doubt. So uh, on a day like today, do you, do you find yourself, Eddie, thinking about your dad, maybe take a couple of seconds sitting there at your desk and going back to what it was like? I mean, what, for you, quickly, before I let you go here, what was it like as a kid? Your father, of course, was doing what you're doing now. He wasn't the commissioner. He was a cop. But what was it like as a kid? You know, growing up in the household of five brothers, my dad was out there working every day for us, trying to give us a better life. Not just my dad. You know, I mentioned my dad because he was on the police force. But, you know, I can't thank you. My mother, my mother was the glue to the household. Mm-hmm. She was there for us every single day of five boys, raising five boys, trying to give a better life for us. And I think about both my parents every single day. Well, that's beautiful, Eddie. Well, listen, man, uh, you're a good man. Uh, I, I And you're the right man for the job. And those numbers do speak well for the job that you're doing. And hopefully the future for uh, for New York City. I want to thank you for coming on today. Am I going to see you tomorrow night at Russo's on the Bay with Paul DiGiacomo and those guys for the DEA dinner? Are you going to be there? Yes, I should be there. Oh, good. Perfect. Okay. Well, listen, enjoy your day today. I know you're busy. You always find time for me, Eddie. I really appreciate it. And God bless you, brother. Happy Hispanic Heritage Day. Thank you. I appreciate that, Sid. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. There he is, the New York Police Commissioner. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He really he does care about this city. And uh, you got to root for guys like that, you know? Yeah, you can hear it in his voice. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. of course. And he's a Yankee fan like you. Wow. And I'm not even going to hold that against him. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> that was what we're going through. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.